0: Northwest Prime. And if you know my guest today, Rachel Hollis, you're probably one of her chic Tribe members. And if you haven't heard of her yet, Rachel is a party planner, but not only a party planner, but a party planner to the stars whose A-list clients include Bradley Cooper, woo, love him, Ivanka Trump and Cuba Gooding Jr. Love all of them amongst many, many others. And Rachel was just named one of the top 30 entrepreneurs under the age of 30. She's out with her new book today, Upscale Down Home. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and of course, wherever books are sold. You can one-click it on Amazon right now for $9.99 and follow along with us. It's just an amazing book. It's got a really good spirit, just beautiful, really easy, easy hacks for having a wonderful party and all kinds of parties are included in this and we're going to go through those with Rachel. So we're going to get Rachel on the line. We're going to come back and talk about party planning in this kind of the season of parties and we will be right back and we're going to listen to a little bit of Andrew Landers, Not in My Backyard, one of Seattle's own. We'll be right back.
1: People down everywhere, no one seems to care. We walk right by the dies and deny like nothing so I sold me myself and die. But only take our hands off a covered eyes our hearts our hustle stone might start to cry. Yeah. It's not in my backyard. I'll just look away. You can't let down your guard. You better play and stay. You might fall into someone else's bad day Sorry I can't stay It's not in my backyard No, 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 no Just got the news She was only too oppressive. precious Life won't get kissed tonight I guess you win some Some you lose your smiles, dramatically pauses a while then moves on to the next story just for you. Tell me again what would Jesus do? In fact, what would you do? It's not in my backyard. so I just look away. Can't let down your guard. Better play and save. Or you might fall into someone else's bad day. Sorry I can't stay. Not in my backyard no. Living the dream while Africa screams We bow and kneel and pray and say God bless the USA, let freedom reign Forty million dead while we sleep in our beds Eight thousand a day we let pass away As death runs through their veins Not in my backyard So I just look away You can't let down your gun You better play at the same You might fall into Someone else's bad day Sorry I can't my backyard
0: with Rachel Hollis, party planner to the stars, who's out with her new book today, Upscale Down Home, Family Recipes, All Gussied Up, and I'm really thrilled to have Rachel with us because she's actually a very inspiring woman, and it's really great to have women like her out there in, in our community. So thanks, Rachel, for coming on. Oh, my gosh. Thank
2: you so much for having me.
0: I, I, I want to congratulate you. This is your first cookbook, right? And, it, and it's just out today. Yes, yes
2: today is the day.
0: <laughs> How's it been going today?
2: Oh, i it's been great. You know, I was actually supposed to call you five minutes early, but I had walked into the office and the whole staff had donuts that spelled out upscale down home and balloons and champagne. So I was a little slow getting here because we've been celebrating so much.
0: Well, we can certainly understand that. It's, it's a wonderful book, and it's really a great, I, I I believe, a companion guide for the holiday season and entertaining in general that's, that we're coming up on. But, but you expand it past the holidays. You talk about something that's very popular right now, not only tailgating parties but book clubs, baby showers, um, bridal showers, and you incorporate really an easy guide for us, to walk us through being successful, because that 's your whole goal in this book has is, is really what I picked up is you just want us to be absolutely successful.
2: yes i for as long as I have been blogging, my hope is always that I am so clear that we show step by step photos that you have a really clear understanding of how to pull off something that you're trying uh, because as as the person who's sort of coming up with these ideas, my fear is always that Someone who's new to cooking or new to entertaining might try something, and they'll fail and then blame themselves, when the reality is if you fail at one of my recipes, you should blame me. That means that I wasn't clear enough for you. So I try and be really concise and and detailed so you know exactly how to pull it off
0: in your own home. Well, you started – planning your first party when you were 12 you have over (laughs) 9,000 parties under your belt now so you have a world of of, uh, wisdom to share with us
2: (laughs) yes no the the, I'm I'm being a little exaggerating when I say 9,000 it feels like 9,000 at this point in my life Um, but yeah I started out as a preacher's daughter So entertaining at home was a big part of our culture. Um, Also have Southern family. So it was just everything sort of revolved around who was coming over for dinner. How are we celebrating the birthday party this weekend? And that turned into what would be the first part of my career, which was an event planner in Los Angeles for about 10 years. And I did high-end luxury events, um, which was so the antithesis of where I grew up. I literally grew up on a street called Weed Patch Highway. So uh, this book is the combination of those two things. It's, it's the down-home recipes I grew up eating served in a way – served in a beautiful way that sort of brings in those luxury events uh, that I learned to do as an adult.
0: What was your first big break? Probably the
2: first – um huge event that I did that kind of put me on the map was the Sundance Film Festival. Uh, here in Los Angeles, working within the entertainment industry is such a big deal uh, to sort of get the kind of clients who will pay you a lot of money to plan their events. So I pursued that event pretty heavily for about two years. And finally, finally, um, Entertainment Weekly, who was a client of mine for, for a long time, uh, finally said, okay, gosh, we'll give you something. You've been, you've been asking for two years. We'll give you a shot. They called me up out of the blue one day, and they said, do you know how to cater events? And I was like, uh, I had never catered anything in my life, but I had been waiting two years for the opportunity. So I just said, yes. And then when I got off the phone with them, I learned, you know, I Googled, like, how do you, how do you cater something? Um, and we sort of trial by fire went in and did that event and knocked their socks off. And they brought us back every year and, and ended up being one of my biggest clients and one of my biggest um, events all year long. So we did that for several years in a row. So that one was always a, an important one for me
0: uh gives credibility then to persistence and just keep hanging in there and keep knocking on those doors. And eventually it might not be in your timing, but in the right timing, it, it always Absolutely. comes up. Cause, Cause two years when you just say it out there seems like an eternity, but there I'm sure you were working and doing other things during those two years. And then, and then once sure. that two years came, I'm sure it, it felt like the, the right time for you.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that for so many people who are, um, entrepreneurs or who are pursuing a dream, they often feel daunted by how long it takes. I think that a lot of times people end up giving up because they think it's taking too long, Um, when in actuality, that time is best spent preparing yourself. Uh, One of my favorite quotes is, there's no such thing as luck. There's only preparation meeting opportunity at a moment in time. So I feel like even though it takes a while to get somewhere, you will have been so prepared by the time, you know, when they picked up that phone and said, okay, we'll give you a shot. I was ready to knock it out of the park for them in a way I wouldn't have been a couple of years before.
0: Mhm, Makes makes total sense. And you talk about in this book that food being your love language. And I really feel mm-hmm. like so many of us can uh, relate to that because food is really my love language too, mm-hmm. and who who doesn't really love food? And, and my life kind of parallels yours in in some ways because I have family from the south, and and I, I think a mm-hmm. lot of people have family from the south. And I grew up in Southern California, but we were always being hauled back to Tennessee every summer. Uh, nice blaze the the trail on the on the on the highways and freeways to get back home and visit our relatives, and and a lot of these recipes that you have. Are are recipes that i really grew up with and are really comfort foods and and really a a remembrance of love like banana pudding that that you have in here and 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 you show us kind of how to serve it in a in in a more party friendly way even though i could just eat like a big bowl of of banana pudding with a spoon (laughs) and be totally happy (laughs) me
2: too yeah, so I feel like most of the recipes in the cookbook are things that I, I feel like a lot of people are going to recognize, but there's some little twist, either the way that we're serving them, for instance, with the banana pudding, we put them in little parfait glasses, so you serve them individually, or maybe we're going to make pot roast and a slow cooker that you've had a million times. But in this iteration, we're going to do some balsamic and some bacon and we're going to kind of mix it up and make it a little bit different. So um, it, it's stuff, it's comfort food that you have grown up loving, I think, but it's, sh- we're just going to, we're going to shake it up just a little bit. So it's something different for you.
0: And absolutely. And and a really good example of that is your grilled guacamole. I had never, ever even considered grilling, um, the the ingredients to the guacamole ahead yeah. of time and then combine them. And I am absolutely going to do that. That was a complete bl- uh, mind epiphany for me. It, it was yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it, it
2: it really just adds some nice smoky flavor, gives it a depth that it didn't have before. um Again, we've all probably made guacamole a million times, so I'm just looking for a way to kind of change it up a little bit.
0: Well, that was just genius right there and and it's something that's easy to do but it's completely different from what anyone's had and it makes you the star really of of your own party because people will recognize that that's something just a little bit different and and that's what you've done through this whole book is is just like you said you you've taken things that we're familiar with so so we have that comfortability in maybe making them but then you Mm -hmm. just give us this special twist on it that takes it up to that kind of celebrity status
2: yeah, well, I feel like it's it's a great cookbook for new cooks. So if you're unfamiliar with, if, if you're really, you know, chin, you never hang out in there, you're not totally sure what to do, I think the step-by-step photos will help you get there. There's recipes that are super simple that anyone can pull off. And then for some of the cooks that have been doing this for 40 years and have all their own recipes, my hope is that you'll see it and go, well, gosh, I know how to make meatloaf, but I never thought of wrapping it in bacon. Or mm-hmm. I know how to you know I've had French onion soup, but I never thought about turning French onion soup into a into a bite appetizer that you can serve on a skewer like that's a that's something I've never seen before, so that's always my hope is that there's something in there for everybody
0: absolutely and Something that's for everybody that that you have addressed in this book is your drinks or your sips section, which also Mm -hmm. is amazing because what party isn't complete without, you know. Some good drinks to a go little, along with
2: I it. Mean, yeah, we need a little something. Even I mean, I love a signature cocktail for every event. I think it's just such a fun way to get the party going. I also think if you don't have the budget for a full bar, doing just a signature cocktail and maybe wine and beer is a, a great way to get around serving a full bar. Um, but even if you don't drink, there are some yummy punch recipes and ciders and sweet tea. Um, so, so hopefully we're covering the gamut of all your favorite or things maybe you haven't tried before.
0: Exactly. Oh, um, hillbilly moonshine is what they called sweet tea in, in, in my house. And, <laughs> nice. And but it's uh it's. A, a staple for anyone in the South, and it's loaded with sugar. But you, but you have to have that sugar, or it's not sweet tea. And and a lot of people are always asking me for my sweet tea recipe. You put it in this book, so and and basically your recipe is 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 our recipe. It's it's the same pretty much carried throughout the South. So uh um, yeah, it's like half people, people have sugar. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, and that's what makes it good. Uh, exactly. My, my my family love love sugar still still loves sugar to this day. Your margarita popsicles I'm definitely going to be making those. those are you know when the kids have a popsicle, mommy can have a popsicle too
2: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> now, I just saw a study today that said that millennials are eating in more than than any generation in in the past probably 30 years because we went through this whole mm. eating out and now millennials are turning that around and they are wanting to eat in. So I know they're going to be mm. looking for, because millennials are also very, very social. That's, that's absolutely what I know about millennials. So I know that they're probably going to be picking up a book, like yours and they should pick up your book because millennials also don't have a lot of money right now. So this is a really good way to get it all in one, um, how to cook at home, how to be social, how to have fun. And, and the book isn't, isn't very expensive at all. In fact, it's available on Kindle um, on Amazon right now. You can one click it and you can have it. What, you know, seconds, seconds it's available. Yeah. Now I I, I
2: feel like it's such a,
0: Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I don't. You, you go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just going to say, I totally agree. I have, um, through our church, have met so many friends that are a bit younger than me. And one of my favorite parts is that it feels truly like a community because they are so social because it's going back to the way I was raised, which is come over for dinner, come over for supper. Hey, we'd love to see you this week. Let's, you know, come over to the house and we'll do something. Sometimes it's, we're making dinner. Sometimes it's a potluck. Sometimes we're ordering pizza, but really getting back to that place of um, coming together over a dinner table. I think the dinner table is sacred and that's something that we've sort of lost in, in this generation. So I love that we're headed back in that direction.
0: Me too, and especially um, people who, who grew up in churches and around church potlucks, that was really a other out, outside of my, my family situation um, where, where I saw social activity with, with, with people outside my family, and mm-hmm. those really had a special place in my heart, and potlucks always go over well. Um, people yes. usually, I, I feel, want to help or, or they want to bring something.
2: Mm-hmm. Even if they don't know how to cook, I feel like they just they want to be part of it. So we definitely have some friends who don't know much in the kitchen, but will still happily bring, you know, the wine or, you mm-hmm. know, a store-bought dessert or something. So I, I think they're so great. I think it also alleviates a lot of the stress on the host or hostess because it's not so expensive financially. It's not so much work to get all the cooking done. So, um, you know, potlucks are a little old school, but I feel like I don't know a person alive who doesn't love them.
0: Well, and also if if millennials are listening and and they feel like dinner parties can en- encroach on their budget, potluck is a fantastic way to have a dinner party at your house. But everybody kind of mm-hmm. equally um, share in in, in that uh expense just a little bit and everyone has something that they want to try to make or is a family favorite or the one dish I mean for a long time I only knew how to make one dish like my mom sent me off
1: yeah
0: one dish and uh, I was like known for that dish but that's all If I mean if if nobody asked me to bring that I was there was nothing I had nothing but 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 that's what I love about the upscale down home is because the dishes are are simple they're what we know and what we love but yet you've given us those those little secrets those little insider tips those little insider secrets to making it fresh and new and hip and and today and what 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 we're all kind of wanting to do is be yeah, hip and with what's going you. on right now.
2: Yeah, thank you. I'm so, I'm so happy that that's how you're receiving it, because that was definitely my intention. I, I just think, um, you know, if you come, you know, like I said, I come from very humble beginnings. And when I first moved to L.A., I, I think I tried a little bit to hide that, because I was, you know, everyone here is so glamorous and has so much money, and I had come from such a different place. Um, that if I had had people over for dinner, I would have tried to make something that I thought was fancy. I wouldn't have served the recipes I grew up eating. Um, and thank goodness I got over that because there is so much um, wealth and uh, love in the things that my grandma made and my mom made and my mom taught me how to cook. And those recipes will be passed down to my children. Uh, so I think it's about serving those dishes that I grew up loving, but presenting them in a way that I feel like I could serve them to anybody.
0: And don't you feel that successful people, that, especially busy, successful people, a luxury to them is a home-cooked meal?
2: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely.
2: And even, it's funny to me, even we have a big holiday party every year and my husband works for Disney and we'll have all of these big fancy Disney executives over to the house and they are so excited to eat the most down home, you know, Mm -hmm. mac and cheese and uh, shepherd's pie and all of these things that you would never think, you know, if you go to a, a Hollywood party, there's ahi tuna and they come over and they're so excited to get the bacon. Uh, So I just feel like I've never in my life gone somewhere where someone made me food that I wasn't so grateful for the effort that they put in. Even I went this summer to Ethiopia and we had the opportunity to go into so many homes and, The women there made beautiful food, flavors I had never tasted in my life or seen before. And even then, I was so grateful for the heart. I just It's why I say food is a love language. I think that um, that is how people, no matter how much money they have, they're showing you, look, I took the time and the energy. This is how I'm welcoming you into my home. You're going to eat dinner just like you were one of our family members. And there's something
0: so beautiful about that. That's right. You hit the nail on the head with that one. Before we go, I want to talk about your Instagram account, about the hashtag um, Chic Tribe a little bit because yes. you are yes. very positive and encouraging to women and are encouraging women to support women and uh, they they can go on Instagram and use that hashtag and, and post pictures of, of themselves or I, I'd rather have you explain kind of how that works though. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so I think, to be totally honest, when I got, I I was this event planner, and then um, maybe five years ago, started blogging. uh, Three years ago, started taking it really seriously and, and turned it into my business. But I think when I first got into it, I thought, well, like, look, people like me, and this is neat, and I can put stuff on the Internet. And people like it. Um, and as I've gotten older, I realized that the incredible thing about my job is not me. It is this community of women that have come together around the things that I have put out. So we started, we call it we call everyone the Sheik Tribe because uh, my website is the Sheik site. So Chic Tribe is a hashtag. If you go over to Instagram and type that in you will see thousands of photos from women all over the world. And it's literally just, you know, we have a couple things that we do as a community. We all, you know, try and get our 10,000 steps on Monday. And we all wear chambray on Tuesday. Um, But mostly it's just women showing off, you know, cute pictures of their kids or uh, they got new shoes or they're working out or they're struggling through something. And they'll, they'll write the note, they'll put Chic Tribe, and then other women who are in the tribe will just go encourage them. So the reason that I do anything is, uh, is I want to lift women up and I want to give them the opportunity to do that for each other. Uh, so it is just the most incredible tribe of, of women who come together all the time and are ready to be supportive and encouraging. And I would not have the platform I have. I would not have a cookbook right now if it wasn't for this incredibly dedicated group of, of friends online. So if you are a woman, I mean, we'd let men in too, but it's mostly women. (laughs) If you're a woman, gosh, head over there and and see what everyone's up to. I think it'll, it'll make you smile.
0: I think it will too. And this book will really make you smile and books right now. are are so readily available to everyone. And and I I talked to a millennial actually the other day and, and they only do books on, um, on, on e-reader because they don't really have the space or the storage or, you know, that, that type of thing. Um, But what's great is that so many cookbooks now are available on e-reader like like yours. It's Mm -hmm. available. I love the hardback because I, I I personally love to um, put cookbooks out for my guests to look at as I'm cooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah, I, 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 I love idea. for them to um, flip through them. But, uh, but um, it, it's so easy now to just keep your e-reader just really close to you. And then to, to have a cookbook that's available both ways, both in e-reader and, uh, and in the hardback form, which yours is available both ways.
2: Yes. Yeah, no, I, I, so it's- to me, it was really important. Um, we had the choice of doing a hardcover or paperback. And it was really important to me that it be paperback specifically because I wanted to keep the price point low. Uh, so we have people all over the country, and some can afford the big fancy things, and some can't. And I wanted to be mindful of them. So with the paperback, I think you can get it on Amazon for like $11. Uh, but it is definitely on e-reader as well. I know that when I'm doing a recipe that I found online, I just pull my iPad out. And I'll cook mm-hmm. off the iPad. So what I dig is that you can you can explore it both ways. Um, I like a, I, I, when I like a cook, I'll get it both ways because I like to actually write notes in my cookbook. Like I'll I don't know if you do that where it's like oh well I added bacon on, in you know March of 2015 and it was delicious. Like I'll it's it's sort of a diary of of my cooking. So I, I love it both ways for sure.
0: It's only talking to chefs like you that I have given myself permission to write in my cookbooks. Um, before, I was always oh, yeah. so pristine. And, and I was talking with Dory Greenspan a, a year or so ago, and she's you know and uh, she'd come out with a cookbook it was absolutely beautiful I was afraid to touch it and she said that what would make her most happy is if I got flour on it and I yes, and, you know I got some yeah, butter on it <laughs> exactly and I, and I wrote in the margins and, and that type of thing and so and and and, and then I, I started thinking about the the cookbooks that had been passed down that were most special to me and they were the ones that my grandmother my great grandmother had written in and to see their handwriting and to and to see those little notes really meant something to me so um it it it, it is something that I'm doing now I still kind of have a hard time doing it but but when I look at the, the the big picture, and you know, you 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 don't think that your ego is gonna, you know, like who's gonna want my cookbooks, you know, down the road. But but you know, yeah. somebody will want your cookbooks down the oh, road. Gosh. And then
2: I have to tell you, my mom always wrote in her cookbooks, and I she split them up amongst me and my sisters. And I love when I'm making a recipe and I come across her writing, because she would do that. She'd say she'd date it, and she would say, oh, I tried it with green chili or i added some cumin or or something to that effect and it feels like you're getting this look into the life of your mom or of of a of a cook in your family that you love so i i think that's so special i agree nothing would make me happier than your cookbook being covered in food and creased and (laughs) because it shows that you actually use it
0: right right yeah it's just you know Cookbooks have come so far that they're, they're almost works of art anymore. The, the, the photography mm-hmm. is beautiful. Whoever did your photography in this did an outstanding job. They did. He's all the food so just talented. Leaped, just leap right you. off you. He
2: is so talented. Yes, that is not me. I
0: can come up with a recipe for you, but it is a
2: special skill set to, uh, to design a picture and make the food look that pretty and take such gorgeous photos. So he did a great job.
0: Well, it's just the the absolute complete package. I really appreciate that you took the time to come on. We've kept you a little longer than, than what we said we were going to do, so I apologize for that, but but thank you for being no a good problem. sport about it. And, and the yeah, book is no, called you so much. Upscale Down Home by Rachel Hollis. It's available now, so go out there and and buy it, tell your friends about it, and join the Sheik Tribe, right, Rachel? Yes, please come join
2: the Sheik Tribe. We'd love to have you.
0: All right, you, you have a great day. Buy this book, and we will be back in just a moment.
3: Used to drive around this town. laugh like nobody was around. Open road in the headlights. We were running all the stops.